The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Shop all things Cherry Johnson at therealcherry.com. Rouge is an electronic toothbrush that'll change the way you think about brushing your teeth. With powerful sonic technology and gentle bristles, the brush redefines what it means to have a super clean mouth. It's like that feeling you get when you just leave the dentist, a fresh, whole mouth clean every single day. Our listeners are getting 15% off of your total purchase with the code POD15. So follow the link in the show's notes and enter POD15 and get your exclusive discount and upgrade your oral care routine. Would you like to advertise on Cherry's World and have your product placed on Cherry's social media for the world to see? Email us now at cherriesworldpodcast at gmail.com for low introductory rates. Cherry's World Podcast. Get heard. Welcome to Cherry's World. Shop all things Cherry Johnson at therealcherry.com. Hey, and welcome to Cherry's World Podcast. I am Cherry Johnson, and that is Mr. Courtney Blackman. Today's show is going to be a real honor, and it's an amazing treat for me. I get to interview somebody who I admired ever since I've been born. In fact, she gave me my first French lesson. (laughs) Her career has gone completely full circle. She is the music director at Sprout Academy, and she is also working on her own solo album right now, and she's the founding mama of an orchestra. Wait till you hear while that story is so amazing. I'm not going to keep you in too much suspense for too long, but it's amazing to be able to honor people that you've grown up admiring. Without further ado, we've got one of the founding members of the LaBelles in the house, Miss Sarah Dash. I want to just jump right into it, if that's okay with you. Fine, it's fine with me. Okay, because I don't want to. I love your setting. I should do. I should do it from my kitchen sometimes. Well, let me tell you why I do it from my kitchen. I have a six-year-old daughter, and we are usually recording at dinner time. So, mommy's usually just pulling something out of the oven. (laughs) Okay, how smart! (laughs) The fastest way to make plates 
hand them to people and be like, go in the room, go in the room. In real life, right? <laughs> and that's what Cherry's World is kind of all about. I am so thankful and really honored that you were open to do this interview with us. Well, you know, it's about being there for us. You, you know, being there for all of us. I and this is an opportunity now that we have. I mean, pandemic has brought us closer together through virtual images. And I think it's just wonderful that we should support one another in this. Uh, I mean, we don't have the TV medium, so we have to bring it through this form of network, you know. I wouldn't call it grassroots, but I would say it's the start of something new, you know. It something fantastic. And I love yeah. the fact we can do it from home. You've been a part of my yes. life since I've been born. And so forgive me, but I feel like you like my auntie or something like I know. You, you can call me. I am my aunt. You know, um, God has blessed me to live 75 years. And I am really so grateful to my heavenly father for all of this. Auntie yeah. Sarah, 75? Yes. Are you kidding? Yes, I am. I am looking yes. at you. She don't have a wrinkle. Oh, no, I do. I do. <laughs> You were absolutely gorgeous. I don't want to start from the beginning, if that's okay with you. I'd like to start at the now because you have so much. Yes, I mean, yeah, I thought that's what we were doing. <laughs> yes, I mean, but I do want to talk about the beginning because that's how okay. I was introduced to you. But okay, sure, sure. I'm really interested and I love the fact that you're a music director at a school when they're trying to yes. get music out of schools. Kids like me really appreciate, I'm not a kid, but I like to think I am. Look, well, I really to me. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I appreciate that. What made you look forward to like educating a whole different generation? Well, I knew how important music was to me when I was in school. And the Board of Education across the board, across the nation, has taken music out of the curriculum. I mean, I am who I am simply because I had music and art in school. I, my generation was more focused. We had less crime. We had more things to focus on in terms of you get to do that little show in the school. And of course, you always strive to be to do that. When you finish your homework, you start practicing on your instrument. I also played violin when I was in school. Um, when And I'll give you something to think about here. Um, when I went, I did a course at the College of New Jersey called Trenton Makes Music, and it was based on the history of music in the city of Trenton. And having been found down and named as the music and arts ambassador for the city of Trenton, New Jersey, the city I grew up in, I started doing research and I did, I did this program with two other professors. We were looking in all the yearbooks, I could not remember what year it was that I took the picture. Turns out, I'm the only black child in the orchestra, nameless. Nameless? Why? They never put my name in the book. So, you know, coming from a time of that and then seeing children sitting around and just hopping around 
and humming tunes and rapping and their natural rhythm, you know, and, and, and that's a diverse thing for me. It's not just our kids, but you see it in other people's children as well. However, we're last in line. So I decided that I was gonna be part of a movement that had been taken from the generation behind me, the generation behind them. And my niece started this pub private school called Sprout U, Sprout U University School of Music and Arts. And uh, she asked me to be a part of it. I have my classroom. I wish I had pictures to show you. And we sort of made my classroom like a history place. When you walk in, you have pictures of, of the group from the beginning, my work I've done with the Rolling Stones. The children get to see all of this. And some of them, they want to know who that is. You get a chance to teach and they go and they research. You said, well, when you get home, instead of playing games, Google these people, these artists, their names. And that is such a thrill for me to see the look in their eyes when they come back into the classroom again and said, wow, they did this and they did that. And, you know, this one got awards. And then they call me Aunt Sarah at the school. They don't call me Miss Dash. They call me Aunt Sarah. So I get to see the thrill of, of wisdom, musical wisdom, come through their bodies. You know, I'm not living vicariously through them. However, I know that I'm a part of what they are learning. And I also, I'm a vocal coach. So I get to teach people something that God has given me naturally. Um, and that's, it's the thrill of just knowing that you're making a difference in the music movement, the movement of where we are, you know? Does that bring the passion back to you? The passion is always there. That's why I never felt that I work because my passion is the thing that keeps me going. Even when I don't have a, a record on the charts, I still know that you can Google my name and that passionate, that passion, you can see the passion of the years that I've spent doing what I do, you know? So it, it really does, um, it's exhilarating in one sense, but you still have to bring it down because you know that this is God's gift. It's not your gift. It belongs to him. Because when you wake up and you realize, well, who taught me how to sing? Where did I know harmony? How could I already know what notes they're going to do? I can almost tell, you know, where did I get this intuitive sense of, of music from? It, it came from a higher power. And I call that God. Oh, yeah. My daughter, she um, she's been playing the piano. My grandmother, uh, my grandmother always wanted to buy my mother a piano, and she yes. couldn't afford to do it back then. Oh. So the first thing she did when I had my daughter, she bought my daughter a piano. And I just like you know, grandkids, grandparents, and great great grandparents they they buy stuff for the kids, and they you never know what they're gonna do. You don't to. know who they are, right? When they who are these people? My <laughs> daughter. Think, right? ran straight to this piano and she I don't have to tell her to, I wish I was at home so you can see it but I don't have to tell her to do it do it um she does it on her own let me let me brag on her she she got That's to the right. point she 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 records she the, the piano she has it actually records her and now she's oh, wow. 
she records herself playing, and now she's teaching herself how to play the what's this thing? The violin. The violin, yeah. And now that's she's great. Play, she plays the violin to her own music now while she's trying to. Oh, music. I see. Yes. She's so good. I'm proud of her. But so she's a child prodigy, would you say? I hope so. You know, I don't want to put how too much. How old is she? Eleven. Oh, wonderful. Perfect yeah. age. I don't want to put too much pressure on her, but she's so good. <laughs> but she, but one of the songs she plays well, well, and she learned it on her own. And then she got the music to actually, to get, to finesse it and get better. It's our Lady Marmalade. You're kidding me. She plays it so good. <laughs> so can, oh my so I'm asking you as one of the original, can you just give my daughter some encouragement? She, her name is Jada. Whatever you want to J- say to her. Jaden. Jada, Jada. Jada, I have two students. I have a Jada, a Jaden, and a Jalen in my um, part of my students. Uh, Jada, you must continue because music is what bridges the gap. You can go to Japan, you can go to Africa. Music notes never change. So you get the opportunity to bring different cultures into your life by having music and, and, and keep doing it because one day you could too as I am really proud to say, we, Lady Marmalade was inducted into the Library of Congress on March 24th of this year. Hey, and that, that's Jada, her birthday. Oh, no, I'm done. That's her birthday. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> wow. Well, then, you know, this is a gift. This is something that's going to. And, and, and the mere fact that she can also take you to places that you've never been. <laughs> As I became, when I started in the industry, my mom had never, I mean, I'm, I, okay, let me start here. I'm a PK, a Pentecostal PK. Okay. So my mom, my dad didn't come to see me for years because it was a, beneath the doctrine of what they taught. So my mother got to come to the Apollo, Howard. My mother was at television shows. My dad never got to do that because his collar prevented him. But let oh. me tell you where he broke that. Where he he I would say he was an innovator in how preachers from that Pentecostal um, under that Pentecostal arm. My father, when we played the Metropolitan Opera House, my dad was there in the box with my mother. And that's the night that we introduced Lady Marmalade to the audience. <laughs> and, and so I had no idea my father was coming. I was just through. I said, tonight is the night we're going to have history. And if you're not there, I don't know what I'm going to say to you. You know? Mm. So I'm, I'm on the stage and we're just having fun with, oh, yeah, she's the hooker. She's this. Lady Marmalade was this and Lady Marmalade, the oldest profession in the world. I hope your daughter, can I say what I'm about to say? Sure. But this is what I said on the stage. I said, oh, girl, if you're going to give it away, you might as well give it away for money. And well, she, listens, she listened to Cardi B and Cardi B says the same thing. Cardi, okay. I'm okay. We're, we're there. And so she, so my sister, during the part of our show, we come down in the audience beating tambourines with all percussive kind of instruments. My sister was the bearer of the bad news, so to speak. She goes, you're going to get it. Dad heard everything you said. Right in the middle of us going down the aisle, you said that you're going to get it. <laughs> at the Metropolitan Opera House. 
Your dad loved it secretly, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. But my dad was the last person, he and my mom and my aunt, to leave the party that night. Oh. And he was, Patty and Nona said to him, oh, so you didn't want to come to any other places. He thought it was too junk. <laughs> it was beneath you. So you want to come to the Metropolitan Opera House. But that is part of the development for my parents, for you as a parent. Um, it will also give you a sense of business. When your daughter, if she should become a professional um, musician or artist, you too will have a sense of how you will protect her, get her the best deal. Contracts will look different to you. The medium of the business will look different. And as a parent, that instinctive intuitiveness, you know, that feeling, that's not right for my daughter. It might be good enough for me, but it's not good enough for my daughter. Mm. And she's very blessed to have you with such an open mind that she's listening to Cardi B and she can understand Lady Marmalade as well. You know, to have you as a parent, it's it's wonderful. I think you're totally blessed, you know? I am. I am. I'm, I'm very lucky yes. to have her. But, you know, I'm also very lucky to be doing this interview with you because when I first started doing my podcast uh, or doing podcasts in general, it was actually in 2015, my first big interview was with Maya and she was oh. part of, and she was part of the, the remake of Lady Marmalade. Now I'm talking to the originator. Yes. And Maya also sampled one of my songs, my song as a solo artist um, on one of her songs that Kanye produced. Oh, okay. And okay. yeah, it's, I, I, I don't know the name of the song. All I remember is people walking around saying, girl, you got it made now. And I didn't know what they were talking about. And someone sent me, I said, oh, so I'm sampled. That means I get something here. <laughs> how do you think they did uh, of the, uh, the the remake of Lady Marmalade? How, how do you think they did? I thought it was so much fun. It was so appropriate for Moulin Rouge, mm -hmm. you know, to have the different personalities and how they express themselves, you know, being a part of that film. And, and I, it, it was such an honor and let me let me share this with you as well. When I saw this number on my phone that I didn't recognize, so I answered and I put an accent on, and it was actually the Library of Congress president calling. But I thought I didn't recognize the number, so I I said, "Hello, darling. I, I I'm Sarah Dash's assistant. I may I may I help you?" And, you know, they asked for Sarah Dash, and I said, I'm Sarah Dash's assistant. My name is Rita. Uh, I will be glad to pass this message along. And I'm gasping in the fakeness of this answer. You know? But just to know that that song, 42 years later, has been recognized by something that is so big, you know, and that the, the president told us, he said, be, uh, listen to, pay attention to what you're saying, how you look and what you're doing, because this is going to go into archives and this will live longer than you. It's going to outlive you. So it, that, again, this upsurge of energy came bringing the three of us together. We hadn't done anything together. Uh, so the Library of Congress actually bought a LaBelle reunion and they asked this question about the other young ladies 
And we all felt the same way. You know, I think it was about six of them on the record and three of us on ours. So, but they did such a fantastic job. And that Christine Aguilera, is that how you say her name? Christina. She, yeah, she laid it out. She, she so she's phenomenal. Yeah, and little Kim and, you know, all their contributions made sense to me. Oh, and I, oh. I, and I respect that, you know? I love yeah. that. You were our first French lesson. You do realize that, right? Uh, like, I'm a little girl. Scary. Yes. <laughs> you know, during that time, um, they had radio contests. If you could say what this meant. And it got to a place where we were going to play in a place in Seattle, Washington. Well, the Catholic schools were not having it. The nuns created a protest Oh, the night that for the, you know, protesting our concert or our coming to town, little did they know they helped sell the tickets <laughs> because yeah. they were slow. When they started to protest, the show sold out because people wanted to see who this was. Here we are in space looking costumes, feathers, and we're singing a song that children are walking around singing and the nuns were not having it, darling. They were through and they helped us. That's yes. my story with you. So I'm from really? Pennsylvania. When my mom moved me to California, she put me in a Catholic school in Santa Monica where they taught us in second grade how to speak French. Oh. So the first thing the teacher says is, does anybody know how to speak French? No. I yes, I did. Oh. <laughs> no. And what, did she die? Did she have a fit? She told me not to say that anymore. And then she sent me <laughs> to um, the principal's office, basically, which is like mother, whatever, the superior mother. And then right. my mom, actually, they told her to come get me. My mom was in hysterics. She thought it was the greatest thing ever. When I got home, she made me repeat it to my uncle and my aunt, who thought it was the greatest thing ever. Nobody told me what it meant. They just told me not to say it anymore. Not to say it anymore. <laughs> That is funny. Oh my, that's a great story. So I loved you. And I, I want to tap on that because you had this itty bitty little waist, you had on those feathers and you were just singing with those big old dimples. <laughs> and I was like, wow, she's amazing. And then going back, when I found out that we got to do this, I started listening to your interviews and something started resonating as a woman really? and a woman in this industry. And I was like, wow, that really is like my auntie. And now I know why I love her. I don't oh. want to start rumors, but I want to ask, okay. And please correct me. Okay. You got in a really bad accident after a date. Was it a singing, like a date or what, were you actually going on a date? Cause and no, I, I was in the accident. Um, um, I was on my way to pick up my arrangements to perform at the Kennedy Center. Okay. Um, at the time, God had blessed me with more than one resident, and I was leaving my Washington. I, I had to come to New York also to pick up, uh, to do some business uh, with um, actually some LaBelle business that day. And um, there were checks in the mail because all of my business stuff went to my New York apartment. And I, um, I was in the car with my then husband. I'm divorced now. 
And uh, you're single. You're I single, said, right? uh, huh? You're telling everybody you're single, right? If any man is interested. Yes, I am. Oh. Yes. <laughs> you know what? You bad. <laughs> anyway, so he was falling asleep right outside of Washington. We're driving to New York. I mean, we'd driven before. And so I said, you know what? We're close to Baltimore. Let's just pull in. I could feel something that was going to happen that day. I run into Jeff Majors and Kathy Hughes. And they said, they were at the station. And they said, why don't you get on the train with us? And I was still feeling weird. I said, no, we just bought the tickets for this um, reservation. It was the Metroliner then, you know, you had to get reservations. And so I just felt weird. But when we're driving to New York, I always pack my own food. I don't like road food too much. So I said, let's sit in the club car. And, you know, uh, my husband had a bad leg as well. So I'm the little maid. I'm running up and down and getting the food. And then I sit down and all of a sudden I feel all this stuff falling on me. It was cases of soda that they put up in the, in the luggage rack and the train did this and they all came crashing down on me. But the blessing was there were three lawyers who were traveling to New York together. And there was no question as to what was going to happen after that. But it sidelined me for four years and took me a minute to really get myself acclimated to performance again. I had to walk with cane. Um, I was on steroids. That's when I lost my waistline. So they had to pay for that. But because as performers, we all have times when we're up here. And mm -hmm. then it's almost as if people who we think are our friends wait for us to fall. And then we get to see these yeah. people who have smiled in our face for years for who they Absolutely. are. Yes, yes, yes. And I've, I've I, 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 I hid myself for a while, uh, all due to the weight gain. Then one day I woke up, I said, I'm going to get the best looking leather skirts. I saw a Western show and I forget the, the uh, actress who was there, but she had these fabulous long leather skirts and cowboy boots and vest. And I said, that's going to be me. And I started going and I saw people snicker. I saw people I knew they laughed. Oh, look at you. And I, I continued. Then I started doing um, um, spiritual shows for uh, well, spiritual content. Um, for United Way and different organizations. I started speaking at different, um, for different organizations. I became a motivational speaker. So, you know, the storm doesn't necessarily have to be the storm. It could be a new path to a new direction. So that opened me up. I was speaking in, you know, children at risk. I went to juveniles. I went to the worst juvenile. They said it's the baddest one in the country, which is in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, I will test to that because I had a cane and they said, oh, could we um, hold your cane? And it, I, I had different ones. Of course, you know, I'm going to have a different colors, you know, match the outfit. So I had this sterling, uh, not sterling, but it's, it's silver cane with this stones in it in the head. And when I got the cane back, they thought I had a sword and they ripped the top of the cane off, you know. <laughs> so, you know, but during, I did have that accident and it sort of sidelined my solo career a little bit. Just but for I, a moment. Hmm? Just for a moment. For a moment, but I learned so much. I became, 
I, I was I became more in tune to all the teachings my father had taught me, mm-hmm. the Bible scriptures that he had written down. I still have the page for my protection while traveling and while when you wake up in the morning. And I still read the 37th Psalm. I still read Isaiah 54 or 17, no weapon formed against you. I still, uh, <clears throat> I read Ecclesiastics 2.26. I mean, I could go on and on. Matthew 6, 31, 33, you know, take no thought for tomorrow, you know, just don't turn to God. So these are the things that kept me, that really kept me going and gave me a different kind of spirit and a different kind of life. And, really and it wasn't about the lawsuit. It was about getting back on my feet. It wasn't about what trials and tribulations I would have to go through with, you know, what had happened to me. Um, and I heard a DJ make fun of me on the radio on a major, in a major city and talk about me. He's like, the three of us did something. He said, did you see Sarah Dash? She's so big and fat and da 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 And I sent him an email and I said, you had no idea that Patty and Nona encouraged me to do this show. It would take that fear away from me. And I did what I had to do. And you didn't even have, I'm responsible for you getting where you are today. And you didn't even have enough courage to call me and say, I notice you are different. So I read him, but you know. I, and I, what I appreciate for me is the inspiration that it gives all women. Like it was yes. the testament of friendship. Like. Yes. You, are, you removed yourself from my life because you can't go where I'm going. Yes, yes. Very smart, Cherie. That's, that's smart. what I saw from it. And it actually made me cry because I went through that a few years ago. Before yeah. I had my child, I had some girlfriends who I thought really liked me for me, but they liked the perks of being my friend. Yes. So when I got put on bed rest and I couldn't go out throughout my pregnancy, and then I decided that I kind of wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, they couldn't get in clubs for free. Nobody was drinking for free. For wow, anything, yes. anything to do with me. Yes, yes. Yeah, I provided, I provided the limousine rides and the, yeah. you know, the door openers. And, um, but I always knew that God was going to show me who is who. And all I had to do was take a deep breath because none of us have perfect friends because we're not perfect. But he will you know, show you where you're supposed to be and who is who. And let me tell you, through your prayers, he will do that. He will give you wisdom. And once he gives it to you, if you don't obey, you're going to suffer. Yes. You know, obedience is always better than sacrifice. Always remember that. Because when that still voice speaks to you, that's the most perfect and clean and clear direction you could ever have in your life you know mm-hmm. and sometimes you can try and reason with it and there could be another way I you know I had that experience today uh, this morning I got up and I said I have to do this I have to do that I called the, the driver and I said we need to be here I was giving him directions at seven thirty, seven o'clock this morning <laughs> and, and so you know but and, and during the course of that Something else said to me, maybe you should do this and maybe you should do that. And I changed the course because all of a sudden it made sense. 
And it made sense to the driver too. He said, oh yeah, you know, Saeed, he's my, the guy that drives me all the time. Oh, and and he, oh. he's a regular taxi driver, but I, he's like part of our family. He's my brother, you know? And he, oh. he said, no, Miss Sarah, you have to, yeah, don't do that today. We can do that next week. And so, you know, you, he will bring the people to support, support it, you know? Because the worst thing is when you look up and you really find that you don't have a friend, it's that you thought was your friend. Mm -hmm. It's damaging. It's hurt so bad. And it it continues out throughout your life. Mm -hmm. It does continue. But I'm so thankful, though, because I can clearly see those who've always been there. And those for a season and a reason. Yes. Hello. Yes. Absolutely. And that is a very important part to, to separate reason, season, you know, what do you want? Is there anything that they're giving you that you can't get from anyone else? You know, you may not be able to speak every day, but you know, these are the things that are real because when we step outside of ourselves into the world of what's going on, if we're not clear within ourselves, we won't be able to survive the things that will confront us. You know, and they may seem small and so different, you know, like so meaningless to some. But it is that time when you lie down at night and you're going to bed. And what happens? The thoughts, everything that you did that day is running through your mind. Mm -hmm. And can you go to sleep with yourself if you're not honest about yourself? Mm -hmm. You know? It's something to wake up in the morning and that same thing is nagging at you because you didn't and you should have, could have, would have, should have, mm-hmm. you know? So it's a growth process every day, but your standards are what they are, okay? Yes. You have to have some standards. Set it's them. a beautiful lesson you gave me and you didn't even realize it because I homeschool my daughter and today wonderful. we do music class. Today you were her music class. Oh, wow. And see, the one thing that I like about Sprouts, the, the school, my niece's name is Danielle Winrow, Mil, uh, Miller Winrow. She teaches these children with a program that is almost like a homeschool program, oh, but they get so much more. The instruments are in the school. She takes them out of the school to go to ballet. She oh, takes them out of the school to do professional art classes. They, they're there and they have like, we're going to wear pajama day. She gets to take them away for weekends and they get to, to um, hang out in hotels with chaperones, of course. And these are people who children, they've flown to California for the K top K uh, K pop. They were top 10. I mean, with the dancing. So there's opportunity in personally training that child Mm -hmm. you know as long as you get them out there as well but it's a controlled element that brings their little brains because they're so much like sponges you know they can tell you i walked in there and i said miss sarah you have a is that a louis vuitton bag that you have and i'm going um yes um oh wow when i grow up i'm gonna have that too you know, and then I said, well, where it? I'll take everything important out of the bag and said, you can walk through the classes today. This will be your bag. 
And that's the spirit that I've always seen in you. That's that Auntie Sarah stuff I'm talking about. It's so beautiful. You know, thank you. Because, you know, the business, it goes beyond just singing on stage. I'm also a trustee for the New Jersey Capitol Philharmonic Orchestra. Trenton Symphony was there, but it had uh, had stopped. And I was part of bringing the whole orchestra back together. And I'm still a trustee. I sometimes wonder if I'm doing enough. I've been a governor for the Grammys for eight years. Um, you know, so you, and that that was very important to me. I've sat on the Blue Ribbon Committee, been an advocate for, you know, when we go to Grammy on the Hill, um, we go and sit with the uh, Congress people and I've listened to, I've been in the presence of Nancy Pelosi and, you know, and hear her talk about how important it is, even though she was there for the Grammys, she had done some children's book and she had a, she was nominated. And, but she spoke about the importance of being a woman and, mm-hmm. and you know, and the healthcare things. And these sort of things that we need to know, you just can't wake up and think about, I'm wearing high heels on the stage and I got to sing this note. You are still an adult that's growing. You're a person that's growing into adulthood and the maturehood. And you need to be ready for all these things. You got to know about mortgages. You got to know about paying a light bill. You got to know about the car note. You, you know, what foods to eat, you know, what can you do to change? You know, if, if this is, I am where I am today, you know, not a 21 inch waist, but a 21 inch mindset. I don't have my my old waist that I had four years ago. I don't got it no more either. And, but that's not important as long as you're healthy. Look at you sitting there with no makeup, with the pure skin, you know, hair and braids. You know, I mean, it's just wonderful just to be yourself, you know. And, and Mr. Um, Mr. Cornell, are you are you are you listening to us? I'm, are we I'm being listening. too much? I'm listening you to know? every word you're saying. You know, it. because. You know, even in manhood, I mean, I, I would say about our black men, you know, music is something that we all can, uh, is relatable to us as, as a culture, as a group of people. And today, my fears, I get choked up when I think about what it means for you to be stopped by the police. You know, you got to be ready. You got to be there. You know, it, it may be time to reach back and you see the little dippers and I call them dippers and beep boppers, pants, you know, waist, whatever. They don't know what they're wearing, what that means. You know, you've been to prison, you've been, you know what I mean? And even men who've gone to prison, I'm not knocking them, but there needs to be men like you who are sitting on a platform to bring these young brothers to a place where they can respect us and not just maybe baby mamas and mama daddies and that, you know, what kind of content are you putting in that child's life? And I say to you, I I honor you and I respect you. I don't know you, but I feel you. And I expect you to be that person. As you talked about your daughter, you're going to, you know, there's, I don't know if you have a boy or a boy child. Yeah, they're important. Yeah. 
But your daughter will teach you. That's for sure. She's oh. going to teach you. <laughs> Speaking on what you just said about um, generation and people that we look up to and how I'm sitting here with no makeup on. I remember watching you and maybe you had on makeup, but it was like light makeup and the little brown lipstick, but your mm -hmm. body was always real. Yeah, and you celebrated you. yourself as a woman. And I love that. Mm -hmm. I feel like the women that I got to look up to, they weren't plastic surgery. I'm not trying to put down plastic surgery or, no. or anything, but they were natural women, which helped yeah, you know always be confident. I think that's so important. You know, uh, there was an actress, I don't think it was John Crawford or someone, some person, and they had said, oh, you should get, you know, some plastic surgery because you'll get more work. She said, I've earned these wrinkles. Okay, I've made my coffee. I've earned these wrinkles. Whatever, if you don't see value in them because you want to keep the industry in a certain image, then I'm not the one to work for you. So you go find that person because I'm so sure that I will get the work that I need to get done. And I feel that way. You know, my voice has changed because I'm older now. Um, I'm the mother of a church. And last night they asked me to sing a song and I was trying to sing, God will take care of you. And I couldn't even get the notes out because I was so rusty. But it was like, and the bishop said, well, that's who you are today. You know, God placed you here right now. We're naming you the mother of the church. And I'm like, really? <laughs> um, do you really know me? He said, I know who you are now. I don't care what you've done. He doesn't save the save. He saves the sin. <laughs> okay. So, but but it's like you have your what you have, you honor it because that's where he's taking you. You know, when people say you don't have any wrinkles, and I'm going, yeah, I do. But I don't. But you know what? My heart is not wrinkled, and so therefore, I don't want my spirit to be wrinkled. You know, my sister says. She'll give, she'll take off her coat and give it to someone. They always, you know, there's a little group around me because my nickname is Mrs. Santa Claus. <laughs> but, but, you know, and I don't hold that against anyone who doesn't want to give or share. But when it comes to the image of, excuse me, of you, I'm drinking coffee, the image of you and what you represent. You know, yeah, you. I would love to do film. I've done some TV. I've done. I've been in some film, and you know, I've worked with some great people. But if it comes to a place where they don't want to work with me anymore because I don't look a certain way, that's okay. I'm not going to stop reading. I'm not going to stop singing on the level where I am, giving what I can give from the place where I can give. You know. And this is where, you know, we have to look at this industry. Does Do we shape it or does it shape us? Mm -hmm. You know, does it shape us? I mean, we know what we can get. Let me tell you something. You can walk in, you may not work for five years and walk into and be slave, you slave the, and have a series for 10 years. You know what I'm saying? So it's, you know, be who you are, you know, stay where you are. I love that. And I love the fact that you're saying that because a lot of young girls are watching this show. 
Oh, okay. And so it's so important for them to see your natural self. Like and you see, are all, my future. Yes. And, and you know, and if we are training you right now, you know, one day you're going to be our leaders and we're going to be maybe on walkers or wheelchairs, but we're going to want to know that we left something with you that you will look out for us. You will have a good heart. You will, you know, one thing I've had opportunity to be part of Keith Richards and the expensive rhinos. Okay. Keith Richards is from the Rolling Stones. Mm -hmm. I've sang on the Rolling Stones as a solo artist on the Rolling Stones, uh, uh, you know, Steel Wheels out CD. I with Keith Richards and the Expensive Winos. I got to sing with Eric Clapton, Tina Turner. You know, I mean, you know, Joe Cocker. I've stood before sixty thousand in South America, and I still hear from some of those fans down there that remembered when Keith. He was the first one, the first part of the Rolling Stones to be in South America, and I was part of that. So, you know, as a solo artist, I, I feel that if anyone walks up to me and says, oh, you never made it. And I go pinch myself, wait a minute, am I, is this death or life? There's nothing you haven't done. You haven't even been in the circus. Yeah. It's like, but there are narrow-minded people. And I say to you, don't be, keep doing what you're doing. Don't leave your child behind. Put your child with you, in front of you. But you be the parent. You don't, you're not their friend. You're the, her mother. Okay, you know the difference, right? Oh, yeah. You're she her knows mother. the difference. Okay, you hear me, Corey? Oh, yeah. You hear me, Corey? Oh, yeah. Okay, let's, let's, let's be who we are. I'm the auntie, mm -hmm. you know? I, even with the younger children, I got great nieces and nephews who... I just found out that my Taj, who's in the third grade, is reading on eighth grade level. Mm. The highest score an eighth grader ever got was 545. He has 546. Mm. Now, comprehensive comprehension, math, there's a score, I think, the highest one in his and the eighth grade level, I think that, I don't know why they went from five something, but 39, he got 56. I'm like, wait a minute, where'd you come from? But I, you know, I'm paying attention to that. You know, we might have the top mathematician mm -hmm. sitting in our family. Don't let that go. You know, whatever the skills are, you know, that's why I love to hear about Montessori schools and those type of schools to free the spirit. Yes, they need structure, but they also need to feel like they're a person. You got to contain that so they understand authority, they understand direction, that they're not their own person. When they pay their own rent, they can do what they want. You know, <laughs> you know? And, and boys are hard, you know, they're hard. Yep. They're hard. But you, you know, I, I take my hat off to all single mothers and single dads, you know, because you got a job to do and it's not going to be easy. You know, but music is what will contain these children. I promise you, if you put art in their life and music in their lives, they're going to be better people because they will be counting notes and not bullets. Okay. I definitely count notes and not bullets. Okay. So, you know, the, the young girls who are watching this, 
it's fun to make up, darling. It's very much, it's so much fun. But at some point, all of that comes off and the eyelashes come off and all of that. And that's the person you love. Now, what you do to make yourself enjoy the moment or the evening, don't disrespect yourself. Okay, don't put that on to entice, you know, the wrong thing in your life. You know, stay away from the artificial feelings. A glass of wine is better than a glass of crack. Mm. Okay. You know, do, 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 you know, these are things that you need to know in order to be who God wants you to be. You know, he gave you a life. Don't, don't throw it away. And if you do, I trust that there will be someone there to pull you back. Don't stay at the fair too long. Come home. Don't stay until the fair closes. Come home. You know, learn how to pray. Learn how to go somewhere to bring that spirit in to the place where you want to be. Always trust meditation. Trust being quiet. Trust listening to your mind. And be there for you. Because all else, you know, if you look at life as a tragedy, you're going to attract a tragedy. But put a picture in your mind about where you want to go and where you want to be. And life can be so beautiful. It is beautiful. You know? My, so, um, I'm, God, I'm um, just talking away. I'm so... No, no, no. <laughs> you know, something. My, my aunt, my aunt is uh, Jean Terrell. I want to know. Oh, wow. Uh Huh? You got, have you met her? Have you been, been around her? I met Jean once because you, the the thing is, is, you know, we were Patty LaBelle and the Bluebells and Cindy left our group to be a Supreme. Did you know that? I did not know that. Okay. Did you know that Sherry? Mm -hmm. See, we're teaching. So she, we were, there were four of us. We were Patty LaBelle and the Bluebells. We always work with the Supremes. Um, Patty LaBelle and the Bluebells would tear the house down. There were artists who didn't even want to work with us because we would stop the shows cold. Mm. Well, anyway, uh, uh, Florence left the Supremes and um, Cindy um, left our group, caught us by surprise, and became a Supreme. And so, you know, lo and behold, Mary, uh, sorry, Diane leaves, and then, you know, then Jean becomes, yes. So I did go and see their show once, a long story short. Okay. Um, as we know, my good friend Mary Wilson passed this year. Right. Um, unexpectedly and suddenly, I mean, it was, it took me, I'm still not there yet when I think about her, but uh, she's left behind a lovely daughter and son, and they, those children are truly blessed. But Jean Jarrell, go to Jean Jarrell. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's your cousin. My auntie. So, uh, your auntie, rather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is she still singing? She's still in the business? As far as I know, she she performs overseas a lot. Uh, well, nothing oh, really? now. Nothing now because of COVID. But, of course, yeah. But, but last I Oh, heard that's you. wonderful. Yeah. And then I think your uncle was Ernie, the boxer. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I met him once. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Really nice people. Really nice people. Thank you. Yeah. My, my uh, yeah. grandfather, he used to do everybody's hair in LA. Uh, Jimmy Terrell. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. So you're, are you a performer? No, no. I'm just you a just guy. You just do radio? I'm just a guy who got lucky to met, met Cherry Johnson and she changed my life. No, oh my God. My life. Don't, oh my goodness. Don't blow that smoke. <laughs> I, used to, I used to manage a lot of um, artists in Chicago. I'm from Chicago. So I used to manage artists in the music. I always had a thing for the music business, but I always wanted to be behind the scenes. I like creating stuff. I never wanted to be, you know, I perform, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not a performer. I always like the creating stuff. And, um, this so show is oh, his wonderful. brainchild. He's what? This show is his brainchild. He's the one that came up with really? the show. Yes. We love people like you. We do. <laughs> That's great. So you have that foresight. So you so now you're gonna just be changing things around and moving in a different direction for my darling here. I hope so. I hope I can just help her in any kind of way. Well, I tell you you have a pure spirit there. Thank you. Yes, yes. He's a good dude. Many things, yes. Can we talk about, you're back in the studio. Yes, yes, in a different kind of way. Um, We talk through our arrangements now, as opposed to being, um, I do a lot of my rehearsals at the school. And so now I've been vaccinated. I'm not sure if all the musicians I work with I was working with musicians in New York and I'm living in New Jersey and Trenton. Found out that the best musicians are right here. And we, they're called the Trenton All-Stars. At rehearsal one day, the drummer comes in and he says, uh, Brian says, Sarah, we're cousins. And I'm going, no way. He said, we are. And when we found out we were related, it was like <laughs> such a wonderful thing. I said, well, thank God we didn't fall in love with each other. <laughs> of course he's a lot younger than me but um we are talking through our music um my keyboard player philip philip miller is he has studied my voice long before he started working with me and um i was learning um troubles of the world soon we'll be done with troubles of the world Mm -hmm. and uh one of my um cousins passed and um, she had said to uh, her husband, uh, Sarah has to sing at my funeral. She knew she was dying. She had terminal cancer. And um, so I called the musicians Monday night and Tuesday morning, they started working on the song. And I said, Philip, I need the key. He said, oh, no, I got it. Um, Tuesday morning by five o'clock Tuesday, I had a track. And I went into the studio in a clean uh, booth and sang Troubles of the World. And it was in South Carolina before midnight that night. So, you know, we that's how we're doing things. Um, when um, they were celebrating my diamond year birthday, um, the band was rehearsing. I don't know how they did it, but we finally came together and we were all spaced out. They rocked. And so they're teaching me how to, uh, to actually fly in vocals and the new way of recording. And I, it is so wonderful. I'm, doing, I'm working on a project also with Curtis Blow. Hey. And hey. yes, Curtis Blow. Yes. And uh, because I'm a part of his um, 
Humanities Coalition. I don't know if you know about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm mm-hmm. I'm the chair for the entertainment arm. Okay. And um, how <laughs> I'm like, you are the best juggler God's ever put I, on I, earth. My nickname is Octopus. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> you know, and, and, and when I say when I say to my staff, I said it's Team Dash. You know, I said today I'm an octopus. That you know that means we only go certain to a certain place where I go. Where am I? And you know, pull me back in. You know, but um, he Kurt, Curtis said I. You know, there was a part of a song, and I said Curtis, I I don't want to go in the studio. I hadn't been vaccinated. He said, put your headsets on. Put the track on, put it singing into the to your computer, just and sing it along. He said, and when I get it, I will the the timing and everything will just sit right. In. I learned so much during this pandemic, yeah. you know, and so that's flying in vocals. But we are working on music, and I've written a couple songs, um, and uh, and and the band is going. What you? You're writing. You wrote this, yes. Well, I've always been a writer anyway, mm-hmm. um, but Nona did a lot of the writing for the group. And but I've always been a writer. I started writing in Patty Labelle and Bluebells. We sang, wrote. You know, we uh, recorded some of the songs that I wrote. Mm-hmm. I've written music for a TV series. So you know, coming back into this, it's just wonderful. Oh, really wonderful. Your life so- is completely full circle. And I think yeah. that's so beautiful. Well, Courtney, I don't, I don't know if you know, but she was told when she was a kid by a teacher, right? That you had a beautiful voice and you should sing. Was it a... Yes, I used to get punished. Well, not punished, reprimanded. Notes were sent home because I couldn't do my classwork unless I was humming. And I was like seven. And um, you had to be in like fifth, fourth or fifth grade or something. And I was in second grade when I was put into the Thanksgiving um, program, but they only had the older kids, but they did. And I think half the neighborhoods crashed the school that day. The grown-ups, my mother said people were coming, your daughter singing for the school program. (laughs) And I still remember that song. Uh, with these hands, I work for you. You know, I mean, <clears throat> that was the song. So, um, and then when I got to junior high school, it's funny, I still remember the teacher's name, Mr. Cooper, um, heard me singing, walking down the hall. And he goes, is your brother William Dash? And I said, yes. He said, he has a beautiful voice. Listen, I want you to get, uh, he was standing, he wrote this note. He said, give this to your home classroom teacher and I gave the note she said okay go down the hall and I'm going what did I do she says no Mr. Cooper wants to hear your voice by yourself so there I was in the school choir you know and then along comes the first black music teacher in the city of Trenton Thomas Grice said I think you can play the violin I think you have it in you and there I was playing the violin and I did an interview with him about three years ago. Um, he has since died, but I got the last interview with him. And he sat there and he said, 
from the day I saw you, Sarah, you had that something. It was something about you that just made me say, you do this and you do that. And, you know, Thomas Grice, Mr. Cooper, and Miss Mears, who was my teacher at the time. I don't know why I remember all of that. That is so, like, I'm over here in tears because now you're actually doing the same thing for other children. Yes, I can feel the, the ones. And my niece Danielle has it too. She can, she has a feeling, you know, about who's talented and what these children can do. And watching some of them, we have pictures of when they first came to the school and now they're teenagers. And we kind of always knew the one that would get the taste of something mm-hmm. and become, you know, become more of themselves. And so we start, she start trying to pull them in with the parents and, you know, look at this, look at that. But, you know, children are jewels and they're gems and they teach us in a juvenile way because we forget when we were children and what they have that are exposed to them today. We didn't have the internet. It was a word of mouth. And if you had a telephone, you know, you call, you couldn't stay on the phone, you know, <laughs> get off of that phone or you, you lost your phone privileges. You know, now the kids have their own cell phones. They sit next to each other and text each other. That's the one thing that I'm afraid of, that they'll lose their social skills. We must not let that happen. You know, um, my niece only lets the children, her children, have access to their computers for fun on Friday through Sunday. And so because they're so excited, they stay up all night Friday night. She doesn't care. You got your work done and this is what you're doing. And you remember when they sent us to our room, we didn't have nothing in there. There was nothing in there. <laughs> nothing at all. You can't send them to their room. You got to take things out of their room. <laughs> you know? That is so true. Yeah. So when should we expect this album to be dropping? Is it like early 2022? Well, I'm getting tracks this evening. Um, I'm working on the first four songs. Um, I'm hoping that I will have something ready by August. Ooh, that's that's close. Yeah, um, I'm hoping um, that we will have something. Um, I'm also working on I'm working on, how can I call this, universal music, gospel music. It's not gospel in the sense that, as you would know it, but it's the traditional gospel. You know, like the old-fashioned songs, you know, like, um, I already have a gospel CD out that I did with a young producer in the city of Trenton, got noise in it, all kinds of stuff, but people love People like it. And I sell it when I'm performing, um, you know, at shows. Uh, but we can expect something, I would say, fall in the fall. In the fall. You know? um, hopefully uh, my book will be ready because I'm writing my memoirs. Did you know that? No, I did not. Yeah, I'm, I'm writing my memoirs. Uh, I don't have a title yet. So it's um, in the, you know, I've gotten about six chapters done and um you know say a prayer we're shopping you know so we'll see what happens so beautiful 
Well, yeah. I'm there. When they okay. go and sell, I'm there and we will give some away on the podcast. And sure. the other thing is too, um, I have made the finalist list for the, um, what do they call it? The Legends of New Jersey. So there, there's going to be a voting season coming up and I'm going to count on you and all of your friends, <laughs> all of y'all's, all of y'all's friends. And, um, you know, so I'll let you know, I'll keep you in touch when we should vote. Yes. And um, I'll post it. They, it's there. very rare that people of color get into the entertainment arm of it. Um, so this is like, you know, let's hope for the best, you know, claim it. <laughs> manifest it. Yes. I will and manifest it with you. Can I, can I ask you one more question? Um, yes. Last year, we saw Patti LaBelle and uh, Gladys Knight do the verses. Yes. Uh, I, I thought that was so special. It was one of my favorite verses that they did because it reminded me when I was a kid and I used to sit back and watch the Pointer Sisters with my mom. And uh, it was it was just Dion Ward came out at the, come, end. at the end. Yes. I just want to know, tell me what you thought about seeing Patty do the verses last year with Gladys Knight. I, I thought it was fun. I thought it was, she was funny at times. You know, Patty is so much fun. I mean, she's the mirror and the whole thing. She reminded me of time when, you know, Jerome used to put the mirror, but, yeah. but she was doing it herself. I thought it was a great moment. It really did. Um, I wish, I wish they do more of like they did earth, Wind and Fire and the Isley Brothers as well. But Patty and Gladys drew a lot of attention because there's so many people who love their music. Mm -hmm. And um, I, you know, Swiss Beats and Ludacris, I think they're the inventors of it, right? Timberland. I think that there, it was a great moment. It really did create a, a lot of things. And I think they're doing something together as a result of it. Mm. Um, some special, I think Patty said, um, Oh, but Christmas is gone. I think they were supposed to do something Christmas, but uh, I thought it was great. Have you, know, you, just, have you tasted Payla Bell's pie? Yes, I have. But I'm diabetic now, so I can't, I could only taste the slither of it. And she is too, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I've tasted it. And um, in fact, I have a cobbler in my freezer that I can't eat because I'm sure if I thaw it out, put it in the oven, I'm going to eat the whole thing, probably wind up at Hopewell Hospital or something. Oh, but no. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, but she, she Patty's work um, has been phenomenal in the industry. She has done a lot of great things. Nona herself has done some wonderful things as well, known as like the cyber futuristic type person and mm -hmm. I think she's trying to open some kind of futuristic type school. Um, and she's an adjunct uh, professor at Berkeley. And, um, you know, Patty, of course, is Mama Patty. You know, that's still my buddy, my girl. I love them both so much, you know. That's beautiful. Love them both. Yeah. And we're always talking about, you know, doing something together. I mean, even in our... Um, in our interviews for the Library of Congress, Patty put that in there. Oh yeah, we're gonna do we're gonna do some other stuff. So in the, it'll be in the archives ever saying we're coming back together again to do something. But um, yeah, this always talk. I get a lot of 
fans who were like, one more time. I love you, Sarah, but I would love to see you all one more time. I loved you, Nona and Patty, one more time. And I think Nona mentioned to me one time, she was saying, you always, you, there's always something, you always trying to put us back together. I said, darling, let me tell you this. I know you and you know me, but this is all fan-based stuff that comes across my uh, computer. And Sounds familiar to you. Yes, huh? they're always trying to put family matters back together. <laughs> Hold it. <laughs> is that Sherry? <laughs> yes. I, yeah. You know what? It's important, though, you know, that we don't lose each other because none of us are bigger than what we created, if you understand what I'm saying. Absolutely. You know, none of us are bigger than what we created and what God gives us individually to carry on it still always comes back to the one, to the base of where we were, you know? And we are a fortunate group because we started out as Patty LaBelle and the Bluebells. We morphed into LaBelle and then we had our, have our solo careers. I don't know any group who's done that. So I just look at us as, you know, very special. Or who's sitting on the board, a founding member of an orchestra, who's a director at a school, music director at the school. She sits on the board of the Grammys. Like people, your career is amazing. Oh, thank you so much. Thank and you. And you're doing more now than you ever did before. During the pandemic, I, I just, you know, uh, when I spoke to uh, Legacy, you know, Next, like, and he was like, Sherry, I said, do you know what? I'm about us. Let's do, oh. you know, put me in touch with her. But th th these are the things that keep you alive. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not the best housekeeper in the world. Um, mm -hmm. Your kitchen looks very clean. Thank you. But that's, that's not what I was put here to do. <laughs> like, well, if it was up to me, I'd have a chef I, and I'd be at work right now. Well, you know, the, 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 during the pandemic, I'm, I'm accustomed to housekeeping and all that, mm -hmm. you know, having so. And I started so many projects in this house that I have no idea what I'm doing. The wardrobe room, I should never gone in there. I said, I'm going to organize the hat boxes. My stylist had to come a couple of weeks ago and he went, I said, you're going to pass out when you walk. He said, oh, it doesn't bother me. He came downstairs like, but it is, uh, it, but I discovered during this pandemic, I don't need all those clothes. Mm -hmm. I don't need all those shoes. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I, I, I've been shopping online, but I've been buying things for the house that are gimmicky and now I'm finding I better rewrap them, give them away for Christmas presents. Cause I don't, I don't need, I learned how to make bread during this time. Uh, banana bread is the one thing that I did. I learned how to actually make the yeast bread and a God blessed me to have friends who shop for me. The first time I came out was, um, Easter Sunday, when my friends drove down, that was 20 days after my second shot, took me to brunch in Princeton and bought me a smart TV <laughs> for a gift for just hanging in there. You know, um, the pandemic has matured me, you know, um, to be self-sufficient. Um, truly looking at 
the value of what we missed, you know? Um, I thank God that I enclosed my porch when I restored this house. This is the house that I grew up in. And it's a very old house. There's always something going on. But but I enclosed the porch. So that became my little storage, my storage space during the winter. And I could take my coats off when I had to go to the doctor. And it was it, it, all these things I'm learning. But I sent one of the shoppers to get some yeast for bread. And I'm going to be very graphic here. He called me up and he said, um, Miss Sarah, did you put something on this list that should have gone to your doctor? I'm going, what are you talking about? He said, well, yeast infections, right? I said, no, baby. You, you, it's yeast for bread. <laughs> That's great news. Yeah. That's a man for you. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> but you know, those kind of things happen. You know, and then one day I said, get me some green onions. He's like, well, he called, he said, I'm walking around the store and there are, I don't see anything that says green onions. And this lady said, they're scallions. Why didn't you tell me they were scallions? I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know. I wish I was there, honestly, because I'd have been like, these green onions. <laughs> <laughs> but when he called me up and he said that, I was like, I said, are you serious? <laughs> this, this is my last question before we let you go. This is my, and I, and I yes. noticed, I noticed you and Big Daddy Kane follow each other. And, and Big Daddy Kane was one of my first vocal students. I taught him how to go through, it's in his articles. He said, Sarah Dash really brought me to the floor. I taught him vowel sounds and got him ready for that first film that he did. So he's my student. He's my baby, you okay. know. So it's it's a professional relationship. But you know, yeah, I love him. I oh, love him. God. This, you know, oh, I, you know, he was that's my show. baby. Oh. Yeah, I love him so much. We are really cool. All right. Yes. Yeah. But he's one of my students. Yes. That is so awesome, Miss Dash, Auntie Sarah. Yes. Thank you so much for your time. I so appreciate you. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for your interest, and thank you for allowing me to Absolutely. speak to your audience. It's just, you know, we you're a lot younger, but I know that we're oh. connected. And the spirit of the art is still amongst us. It has is ageless. Absolutely. And uh, it's, it's, you know, I thank you so much, you know, no. and, and, and may God continue to bless you tremendously. Thank okay? you so much. Yes. Yes. And okay I've enjoyed I, myself. If I email you and I get your address, I just would like to send you a thank you. Oh, oh absolutely. You can have my mailing address. Thank okay. You. I'll send it to you for okay. sure. If it's the same email. Yes. You know. And you can share my information with your creator. Okay. Yeah, because my yes. uncle, my uncle, my uncle is uh single, and he's a good he's man. Don't try to no, my auntie can't. Oh, you tried to hook me up. Yeah, my yes. uncle, he's a good, he's a good man. Name is JJ is Love. Good man? Name is JJ uh, Love. JJ Little. JJ Love. JJ Love. Mm. So is that JJ his real name? Love. Okay, Wait a minute. Listen to this. He said it's JJ Love. A B C D E F G H. His real name is Jeremiah Johnson. See, and oh, that's a what biblical I was name. Now I like that. Yeah. 
I like Jeremiah because okay, I'm man. Sarah, you know. Yeah, he's a good the Bible. You see how I jumped in, and I'm I'm trying to block this because you gave my auntie a street name while you trying to hook her up. <laughs> that, that's no, me. He no, no. JJ Love is not going to work, but Jeremiah Johnson. Okay. that's the name. All right, that's now. the name. All right, I'm yeah. Gonna, okay, now. You know. And I probably wouldn't call him JJ anyway. <laughs> call him Jerry. And, yeah, <laughs> really that's, what that's what everybody call him anyway. And he got and he got his own money. He 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 money bag. Better. Right? He got money bag. So if he has his own money, he, that's good. He doing he good. Better. That's good. He doing great. Yeah. So well, great. you know, th this is what I'm told. You know, it's not always about the money. It's about being able to survive without taking somebody else's money. Mm -hmm. He can do it. So okay, right, thank man. you. I'm gonna pass the message. I'm gonna pass wait, the message okay, now. so wait. Now we still talking, Auntie. I got one more question. I promise I'm gonna shut up. Okay. But you know, growing up in this business, as you did, is yeah. hard to get a date. And you said it's not always about having money. It's about being able to sustain without asking me for my money. So yeah. what was your whole? I don't know how to say this any other way. So I'm just gonna be frank. What was your whole experience with male groupies? With male groupies? Yes. I, you know, I was, I never really, I saw them, but, you know, people that came into my life weren't really love subjects. You know, um, I always had, um, I've been taught by my parents, what you do for a living has nothing to do with you. So I didn't necessarily look for um, people who were doing the work, same work I was doing. I always found that it would be awfully boring at times. I would think that if you had a 24 hour thing of show business in your head all the time, all the time, your, your husband was getting ready to go, you're getting ready to go. Um, you know, I'm a reader. I love to read. I have a vast library. Um, I, I'm always, you see the interest that I have outside of my performances and what I do. And it, because I'm sort of, you know, I'm, I, I'm a Mensa person. So, you know, it's very hard to have one object flowing through my existence. You know, uh, when the plumber comes, I want to know what a retrofit is when you have to work on my toilet. I want to know what drywall is as opposed to plaster. You know, um, how do you create this? And if somebody's dressed up in a yellow suit, not suggesting that they all, and sitting there talking about, let's go and get a drink, or I, that's not happening here. You know, so yeah. I love my peers, don't get me wrong. And I love the attraction that we have to each other. But when I come home, I want, frankly speaking, a book. Mm -hmm. And that person being a book. You know, I, I want to have something that pulls that other part of Sarah into teaching and to allow me to love you as, you know, you getting my love from me. Um, what I could do, you know, I'm not, I wasn't a great cook, but I am now. I'm a fantastic cook. I do duck and everything. So I want, you know, I don't want to always be sitting in a restaurant, somebody serving me food. I want to cook my own food at times. I want to think about my mind. I want to be able to go to you and talk about a business op, uh, uh, 
thing and you'll be able to get back to me and vice versa. So listen, we better, on that note, I think we better make this private. (laughs) This next conversation. All right. Okay. I got you. I've had so much fun. Thank you so much. Thank you. And God bless you both. May he just continue to lift you up. Okay. Thank you. Yes. And when you get in trouble, read Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against thee shall prosper. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right. Okay. Thank you so much. Good night. Good night. Good night. I just love her, Courtney. I just love her. Across the world. Welcome to Cherry's world. Across the world. Welcome to Cherry's world. Representing for every girl. Welcome to Cherry's world. Representing for every girl. Welcome to Cherry's world. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.